Today's episode of the Weekside Podcast is brought to you by Project Swish from Basketball England. If your local basketball court, like mine, is missing a net or two, then you need to be part of Project Swish. I sent off for a free net. There are a thousand nets that uh, Basketball England want people to install at their local outdoor courts. You get like a little package. It's got a couple of nets in with some cable ties and you can go and make swishes with your basketball by throwing it in the air and through the hoop. Not only will the new nets improve outdoor courts across the country and make them more attractive for ballers like you and me, you can help Basketball England increase their Find a Court database by posting your newly installed net on a picture on your Instagram feed. Include your court's location and make sure you tag Project Swish England, that's Project Swish England, and hashtag Project Swish with your posts. To be part of Project Swish, all you need to do is register for your net by heading to the website basketballengland.co.uk forward slash Project Swish. That's basketballengland.co.uk Project Swish. Together, we are basketball. Now back to the pod. Okay, so we just got done with the latest episode of the Weekside Podcast. It was loads of fun. With things being so quiet in the NBA right now, during the off-season, most of the big players have moved now. We figured we'd do something a little bit different. We picked teams based on players that were drafted after 1979. I picked a load of ringers. Phil picked a load of legends. It's not actually like that. We hope you enjoy the pod. If you haven't already, please do subscribe. And if you go to anchor.fm forward slash weekside, you can leave us a voice message telling us anything you like about the podcast. And if we like what you say, we might feature it on a future episode. So without further ado, here is the latest episode of the Weekside Podcast. Welcome to the latest episode of the Weekside Podcast. I'm Lee and that's Phil. Hi. We're here to offer the help that you need from the weak side of the pond on all things NBA and basketball in general. Yep. And yep. specifically. I'm going to say now, I'm going to jump in, shouldn't interrupt, but I'm going to say awesome interview that you did with Kofi Josephs. I loved it. Loved every minute of it. Brilliant. Um, great to see that a young, upcoming British basketball player taking part in our little podcast really really enjoyed it made me smile because I realised that someone on Love Island Ovi Soko um, he's just done really well on a game show but let's hope that he raises the profile of British basketball in some way put that fame to good use mate that's all I've got to say about that hold 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 you watched Love Island no no I'm just this is not a Love Island broadcast you watch Love Island? I've seen a bit. I've seen a bit of it. How much of it? About 20% of oh it. Oh my God. What? Okay. I, I'm, not, I'm not happy about that. Okay. You need to watch more NBA basketball. There's nothing on at the moment. That's why I ended up watching a bit of Love Island. <laughs> it's a good point. It is a dead time in the summer to talk about NBA basketball. Nothing's going on. That's why we've got to do tonight's podcast in the way that we're going to do it, because there really isn't anything going on, is there? The only thing that could happen in the NBA off-season now will be Bradley Beal moves. That's the only thing that could happen. I still think Chris Paul might move. 
I still think that that might happen. Did I read somewhere that he might end up at Minnesota? Bill Simmons mentioned on his podcast that he might. Podfather! We love you, Bill. <laughs> we know you're listening. He's one of like the 15 people who have listened to our podcast so far. Thanks, Bill. Love you. I really thought he was going to end up on the heat, but he, Bill Simmons keeps on talking about the Timberwolves, and it makes sense. It would make more sense than him being in OKC, but we'll see. Should say, you should subscribe to the Weekside Podcast, obviously. We're not part of the Ringer Network. Bill Simmons' Ringer Network is awesome. We listen to lots of stuff on there, don't we, mate? Yeah, oh, fantastic. So you should subscribe to them too. Listen to us to get the Weekside view, but then also listen to the Ringer because those guys really do know what they're talking about and they've got some connections that we just don't have. I wonder. Maybe one day we'll have the connections. I want Shaq on speed dial. That's what I want. Come round to my house and hit me with a shoe or something. Because he's that kind of random. Let's start low. Let's do something that gets us to the next NBA game in London. That would be cool. That would be cool. Yeah. So what are we covering today then, Phil? What are we talking about? How are we getting through this week of nothing happening (laughs) in the NBA? So, I came up with an idea, spoke to Lee about it. What we're going to do is we're going to have two teams. Lee's going to pick his team. I'm going to pick my team. We've got ten players. It's a kind of dream team, should we say? Dream team. You pick 10 of your favourite players of all time. I pick 10 of mine. We can't have the same player on both teams, so they've got to be different. Um, The only rules to this really are they're your favourite players. They don't have to be statistically brilliant. You've just got to pick them based on, I really enjoyed watching them play. I think that they'd probably form a great team together. There are... The following rules, you pick a starting five based on normal positioning. So you've got a point guard, shooting guard, small forward, power forward and a centre. Three reserves that can be from the NBA. You've got to pick a female player because mm-hmm. we love shouting out the ladies. So female players got to be included there. And a wild card player, which is someone who never ever played in the NBA, but someone who you watched, admired in you know, just enjoyed watching playing and they've got to be on your team as well. So okay. ten, 10 players in all, those are the rules. Okay, cool. I think that because this is your your thing, you get to pick first. Really? We can't have a lottery. That would just basically be me flipping a coin. Okay. So you can pick first. I know who you're going for. <laughs> really? Do you? <laughs> <laughs> Come on then, who are you going for? Right then, I'm obviously going to put a, my shooting guard position. I'm going to go with Michael Jordan. <laughs> So Michael Jordan's off the board, everybody. If you're Um, playing at home, Michael Jordan is off the board. Do you need me to explain to the listeners who Michael Jordan is? No, but I think it's worthwhile you giving uh, a fresh take on MJ's capabilities as a player and why you would pick him as your first pick in a team. Single-minded will to win. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That is it. He is unlike any competitor I think I've ever watched. He just refused to lose and luckily for him had all the skills that it took to win. Mm-hmm. Um, he Scoring, if he wanted to, he could put his mind to it, whatever, he could get the rebounds, he could get the assists, but above everything else, he just refused to lose games of basketball. There's no way. In, in his last six full seasons with the Chicago Bulls, he 
won a championship in every single one. And sometimes the Bulls weren't even the best team, but they still won because they had Michael Jordan. And it's a shame when I think about it now. Kids nowadays, that all they know Michael Jordan for is he makes trainers. That's it. I love the fact that there's a romantic vision that he makes the trainers. That's it, yeah. Yeah, he's obviously he's in the factory, um, making them all by hand himself. Uh, and he never ever played basketball, but he was just awesome. He was much wa- must watch television. He every time he came on the TV, I would stay up until stupid o'clock in the morning because I wanted to see what he was going to do next. I wanted to see what hang time move, what thing was he was going to do something that was just going to leave me a, like a gasp watching. It, it it was just so much fun. So, I am going to go with Michael Jordan as my first pick, and he's my shooting guard. And there was no hesitation. I really like that. Now, I I have what I feel like has been a bit of a a difficult decision for me here because I've thought about which players to put together in a team that would work well together. Mm -hmm. There are some players in the NBA over the years that work well in certain situations and don't necessarily work well in others. And it's why, with my first pick, I'm a little conflicted, but I feel obliged and we would win if we had LeBron James. So my first pick is LeBron James. Okay. Which position are you putting him at? I'm going to... Well, this is the thing. I'm going to put him at uh, three. three. So small forward for me. Okay. Because I need space in the other positions to put other great players. And a lot of people who listen to this podcast do not need me to give any introduction to LeBron James. But how he would fit into a team, uh, we will see as I pick further what type of team I am picking. So yeah, LeBron James is my first pick at at three. As much as I think as he gets older, he's going to play more four uh, at three and controlling the game would be uh, why I pick him there. Okay. Yeah. Despite the fact that actually he's still trying to eke out his career and and he's going to be in his 40s when his son maybe makes the NBA, which is no small feat, and he wants to play with his son one day, which would just be a crazy thing to see, even if he's just coming off the bench for maybe a, a few minutes in a game. It would be a beautiful thing to see, but a lot's going to fall into place. When we're picking these players, we're picking them at peak. And I'm yes. saying these are peak players, right? Yeah. Peak so players. for me, LeBron James at his peak, um, which you could select any one number of seasons of late. He he has, I think Miami Heat LeBron was probably my favourite LeBron. Yeah, second championship season in, in Miami was... Was that when he had that ridiculous awesome. field goal percentage? Yeah. Uh, 85% field goal percentage because he learned how to play in the post. To say it wasn't quite that high, but he, yeah, <laughs> you know, maybe eighty-four um, percent. There was a stretch. Then yeah. there was a stretch of um, playoff games where he had a high percentage. We've got to remember that last season everyone piled on LeBron because the Lakers did not get into the playoffs. However, if he'd have played the full season, they would have got into the playoffs. And in the sixty games that he did play, or however many it was, he averaged twenty-seven, eight, and eight, which is. And should be known forever as the LeBron, as a stat line. We have the triple-double. We have the LeBron. And if you watched him play, there was a nonchalance about some of the games he was playing 
And you'd be like, oh, LeBron's not really that engaged tonight. 27 points, eight rebounds, seven assists or whatever it's going to be. And you're like, what? Where did that come from? I don't understand how that happened. And it's because he's LeBron James. Yeah. So, yeah, LeBron James is my first pick. Who is your second pick? With the second pick in the Weekside Podcast draft of all time after 1979. Team Phil. Um, I am going to put into my team, I've just really enjoyed this person uh, I always enjoyed watching them play I think that they will fit in well into my team especially with having Michael Jordan as my shooting guard point guard I want to put Steve Nash Steve Nash isn't he Canadian he is Canadian but it's alright because you can have anyone in your dream team from whichever country you want them to be from awesome have you just made that up well I was thinking about having a Monstar in there but um, <laughs> decided against it in the end that movie, um, that that version of Space Jam this year that LeBron is uh, is shooting currently, that's going to be cool. It sounds like it's going to be really cool, or it could be really bad. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it could be, it could be really bad. But um, oh, it's Tuesday today, so maybe he's having Taco Tuesday. Taco, uh, Taco Tuesday. Um, Steve Nash really enjoyed watching him play. Just. So Canny would find a way to get into somehow into the paint and then all of a sudden whip a pass around his back out to somebody who's out on the three-point line for them to kind of three-pointer. He could shoot threes himself if needs be and especially if we're saying that this team's got to play in the modern NBA, we need people that can shoot the three. But I just loved watching Steve Nash play. I think he's the perfect backcourt partner for Michael Jordan on my team. So I... At point guard are taking Steve Nash. That's a really good shame. Uh, I loved watching Nash play. D'Antoni's uh, son teams for me were just great to watch. Um, they haven't been great to watch since. Not so great since, but I still find it amazing to think, and maybe he won one more than he should do, but Steve Nash won back-to-back MVPs in 2005 and 2006. That, that's how great he was. He was brilliant. And I just love to watch him play. Cool, man. That's a good pick. So my my second pick in uh, the the Weekside podcast fantasy draft of all time. That's what we're going to call it today for that this ca- pick. That, that catchy title for this pick. Now I'm I'm not going for obvious people here. Mm-hmm. I want to take people off the board that okay. I think would be fab to watch. Yeah, I'm having Hakeem Olajuwon. Nice choice. So I used to be a Knicks fan. I liked the edginess that the Knicks had under Van Gundy. I liked... Uh, and Riley before that. Pat and Riley. Riley before that. You know, I liked the edginess that those teams had. And I watched Hakeem Olajuwon almost single-handedly dismantle Patrick Ewing live on TV in the NBA Finals, doing moves that we've all tried to replicate since and become a staple in a lot of people's post-games as a result of Hakeem's influence on the low post-game. Now, would this be the best pick to have as second pick if you were doing this for real? No, it wouldn't. But I feel like I need to have him on my team because I want to see him play with the other players I've got in mind. And I want to see some post-play from my team. It's a lost art. I miss it. I am mid. I am a mid-range guy. I love mid-range game. It might not be the most efficient, but even... Uh, shout out to people like Carmelo Anthony. 
yes, he doesn't fit in the modern NBA. He hasn't found a team yet. He might still get some some call up somewhere on a minimum contract somewhere. It's some lost art. But there was a time where Melo was one of the best scorers in the NBA because of the way yeah. the style of the play was was going on. And as a mid-range artist, you know, not even second to someone like Kobe Bryant in the mid-range, but mid-range game, I miss it. And post-play, I want to see a renaissance in post, post-play. post Now that Embiid, I mean, Embiid, you got to stop eating those burgers, man. Embiid gets in the post. There, there is a, there is a, a fluidity to the way that he plays in the post, and I think we need that back in our game. For 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 older people like me who remember how cool it was. I mean, look at MJ. MJ's game evolved into a really good post game. Yep. And he was almost unstoppable. I mean, we went to see him play in Washington. Yeah. Um, when he was playing for the Wizards, and who who did who did uh, Washington play? I don't even remember who they played. They didn't matter. But we watched MJ play. Surprisingly, I remember who they played. Of course you did. Who was it? <laughs> First game we went to see the play, the Miami Heat won. And the second game they played the Detroit Pistons and lost in overtime. So we got to see an overtime game. Yep. So yeah, MJ operating in the post. I just, yeah, we need some of this back. I mean, if LeBron's going to survive uh, the NBA for the next few years, he's going to have to evolve his game because he cannot possibly have the motor required to keep doing what he's always done. And you never write off LeBron like you never write off Popovich. But he's nearly as old as Popovich in basketball terms, in player terms. So at some point, it's got to slow down. So yeah, Hakeem Olajuwon is my second pick in the post, taking names. That That's who it is. For my centre, I'm going for someone completely opposite because you've just talked about post-play. And I was there thinking, oh, if we're playing the modern style, I need someone that can pop out, shoot a three, but can still hold their own in the middle enough. And also, I just loved watching him play. My centre is Dirk Nowitzki. Oh, you got the Dirk in there. I love it. Just put European... Tony Kukoc started the whole European movement and maybe Drazen Petrovic or Drazen Petrovic before that. But as far as I'm concerned, European basketball players start with Dirk Nowitzki. Guy was amazing. Seven foot, had range out to, you know, three feet beyond the three-point line. Germany. Yeah. He could shoot from Germany. He could shoot from Germany. And obviously the last couple of years, not so much, but... Up until a couple of years ago, you would pencil him in for 20 points a night, 10 rebounds, three, four, three maybe four three-pointers, and just, without a doubt, someone to enjoy watching play basketball. One of the people that we can probably credit with starting to evolve this pace and space NBA because he was a big man and people had to respect the fact that he could take you outside and, t- and shoot three-pointers and make them. He was the predecessor for people like... I mean, I know he's better athletically and he's an all-round better player, but Kevin Durant, he's seven foot. He now plays out on the perimeter. But yeah, I'm putting Dirk as my centre on my team. I've always loved Dirk. I think that watching him on his championship run, catching the ball at the top of the key, it's a bucket. It was. I loved watching that championship run as well because they were pure underdogs. Oh, they were. And you had Jason Kidd towards the end of his career. Jason Terry. Jason Terry, the Jet. Yeah. It, it was just I loved, loved them. JJ Barrett, the JJ little, spark, little spark plug. 
Uh, yeah, just totally deserved. He he wasn't a fluke. They deserved to win. He was the best player in the series, and he deserves a spot on my team, as far as I'm concerned. Okay. My third pick in the draft of all time from Planets and Universes Elsewhere, the Weekside Podcast draft, pick number three for me. Now, I'm picking at shooting guard now. Okay. And my head's saying one thing, my heart's saying another. Okay. My heart wants to take Reggie. My heart wants to take Reggie Miller. Okay. Just because I want to see him play again. Because I think in today's NBA, Reggie Miller would just be a killer. To coin Kofi Josephs in the interview that I did in the last episode, if you haven't listened to it, go and listen to it. Kofi's a legend. had a great chat with him. But to, to use one of his lines, one of his descriptions of KD at the time, Reggie was a killer. And he would be a pure killer in this league. Okay. Think how many open shots Reggie Miller would get in this right. league. But I didn't pick Reggie Miller. Okay. I went with my head. On, and man. I think this guy will go down as one of the greatest two guards to have ever played the game. Clay Thompson. Good choice. The dude needs... I think it's about 0.1 of a second to get a shot off. It's not that. It's a bit longer than that. But how can you score... Well, how many in a quarter? 40... 44, 43, something. He broke the NBA record in a quarter. Was it 37? He he hit 37 in a quarter. 37 in a quarter. On his way to scoring 60 points in three quarters or something like that. He bounced the ball three times, four times, the entire game. And in a a team where you've got the passing at the moment of LeBron James, you want Clay Thompson running off picks and getting open for threes or even standing in the corner. It'd be a waste of Clay Thompson's talent. But... If you're going to pick some really good defenders like MJ, I'm going to need Clay Thompson running off picks yeah. for LBJ to give him the ball. So my my third pick is Great Clay defender. Thompson. Great defender, Clay oh, Thompson. Again, you know, I don't think he's underrated. I think now he's getting the record. He's been in how many NBA finals? The dude can play defense. Five. He can play defense almost as well as Kawhi, and shoot the ball better off the catch than. I, th- I think I've ever seen and I was a big Ray Ray fan I loved Ray Allen still love Ray Allen but Clay Thompson for me as a two guard running off picks doesn't need the ball very often as in doesn't need the ball for long in a shot clock you get him open he's a killer so I'm having Clay Thompson thank you very much do you want a stupid thought for the day yeah you know you were talking about how much he needs the ball in his hand which is very little hmm Bounces the ball minimally, needs the ball in his hands so infrequently because he just catches, shoots. That's it. Just always reminds me of Arnold Schwarzenegger's amount of lines in the original Terminator film. (laughs) You're comparing Clay Thompson's style of play to Arnold's performance in Terminator. Yeah. (laughs) Clay's a killer. Arnold's a killer. Arnold says something like six lines total in that whole field and Clay Thompson needs the ball in his hands for maybe about a minute each game to score 60 points. I think that's the best film comparison to an NBA player ever. Well, I love I mean, that. You asked me last time to give you a brief synopsis of Superman 2. So this time I thought I'd go with the, something to do with that. Give Arnold's me a brief there. synopsis of Terminator. Man from... The future comes back, kills lots of people. It's made of metal. It's just brilliant. (laughs) 
if anybody can do better than that, well, everybody can do better than that. That was really good. Thanks. If you want to send in some suggestions for films for uh, Phil to describe and give you the synopsis for, then uh, find us on the old social medias. Weekside Pod uh, on Instagram is probably where you'll get us. Um, I think on Twitter as well. That's my favorite. That's my favorite film description you've ever done. Okay. Wait till next week. Okay. Cool. Our topic. Okay, so we've picked our first three. Um, yes. Before we go any further, let's take a quick break. This episode of the Weekside Podcast is brought to you by GivePenny, the charity fundraising platform from the future. At GivePenny.com, it's easier to raise money for good causes because they let you use apps in lots of unique and clever ways because that's how it should be. Just giving money to a flat fundraising page on another platform makes it harder to inspire your friends to make donations to charity. With GivePenny, you can connect a Spotify playlist to your fundraising page and people can add songs to it in return for donations. With GivePenny, you can connect your running or cycling miles tracked with the Strava app to your fundraising page and people can pledge donations for each and every single mile that you track to make you earn them. With GivePenny, Connecting your Twitch channel gives you access to a whole host of cool streaming tools that make your charity streams really stand out. So, head to GivePenny.com today to sign up to GivePenny today. So you're ready for the next time you're raising money for a good cause. Whether it's saving the planet, punching disease in the face, helping others, children or animals and other beasts, there's a cause waiting for you to take on a fundraising challenge right now. GivePenny.com the charity fundraising platform from the future. Okay, we're back. Before we go any further with any other picks, can we just talk about what was missing from your synopsis of Terminator, please? I don't miss anything. <laughs> Man from the future, made of metal, comes back to kill people. What did I miss? <laughs> Why he was coming back? Any of the major plot points? Because he wanted to kill people. <laughs> Love it. Before this complete debacle gets any worse, I think you should pick your fourth player in the NBA draft of all-time fantasy from the universe weak side pod draft of the year. Today. Sponsored by... Accurist. (laughs) (laughs) Go. Kawhi Leonard. Small forward. Oh. Well, yeah. I like that pick. The guy is... I suppose let's stick with the eye. He's a machine. Defensively, I don't think I've ever watched someone who's a wing player who is as good as him. And I watched people like Scotty Pippen in the 90s. People were talking about, look at his defence, look how great he is. Kawhi Leonard is better. Mm-hmm. He can score 27 a game he can lock down the best player on the opposition's team he can will the whole of Canada to a to an NBA championship um, and for for that reason he's a no brainer for my team I need someone to go out there that I can put on your best player and lock them down and I can't think of a better player than Kawhi Leonard to do that who's my best player right now then at the moment I'm putting him on LeBron, but he could also... So you've got LeBron and you've also got Clay Thompson, and I know that Kawhi Leonard could 
guard either of those. And I could probably stick him on Hakeem Olajuwon and he could guard him as well. So, yeah, he Kawhi Leonard is my small forward. That's a good pick. I like that pick. Um, can we put anyone in any position? Within reason. Okay. I won't be putting Steve Nash at centre. Well, well. Well, we're moving towards a place where we've got Giannis and Tentacumpo, who's effectively a centre with, yeah. with a handle. Well, he's learning to pass, and oh my god, we're we're heading towards an NBA at the moment where you're going to have five players on the court at once, and all of them are going to be between six foot four and six foot eight, mm. and they're just like you said, play positionless basketball. But for the purpose of this, we're going to try and stick to a bit of convention. Run it by me. I'll tell you whether I think it would work or not. Okay. Well, I'm going to go with Steph Curry at point guard. Um, I know it's a bit of a it's a bit of a a simple choice. Uh, Steph is a current player. There's a lot of media attention compared to some of the older older NBA playing games. But I was looking at Jason Kidd and John Stockton and other point guards that are generational talents. But I look at the players I've already picked and I realise that around LBJ, around LeBron James, I've got to put shooters. And having a balance of someone like Hakeem in the middle, at the five, the fact that Steph is an unselfish player, the fact that he has so much fun while playing the ball, uh, playing basketball, the fact that he is probably a better shooter than Clay Thompson. Yeah. The fact that I cannot wait to see him play this year with no pressure. It's going to be unbelievable, unfreaking believable watching him play knowing that Clay isn't there, that he's having to melt, uh, melt his game into working with D'Angelo Russell, mm-hmm. which, which is in some ways a smaller version of KD, has the ball in his hands, slows down the offence a bit, plays one-on-one, there's a bit of pick-and-roll with, with D'Angelo Russell. Steph's going to have to go bonkers. It's going to be great. For whatever reason, though, in the style of play I'm hoping to create with this fantasy team of the future from the universe of planets draft for the weak side pod forever I think Steph would fit very well with Clay we know that works yeah, Splash Brothers got to play together Yeah, LeBron James and Hakeem so yeah my uh, my point guard and my fourth pick is Steph Curry just before we get off that I think that the Golden State Warriors in getting D'Angelo Russell might have saved Steph's season it looked like they were going to lose KD for nothing Mm-hmm. At the last minute, they work out a sign and trade with the Nets so that they get D'Angelo Russell and the Nets get KD. And in the process, means that Steph Curry will not get double and triple teamed every single game that he plays this season mm-hmm. with Clay Thompson on the sidelines for the majority of it. Because as great as Draymond Green is, Guy could be a walking triple double if he wants to be. But you're not going to guard. Draymond in the anywhere like you were going to guard KD or Clay Thompson and I could totally see Steph getting double and triple te- teamed until they swung that deal on uh, on the, at the start of free agency and I I think that they're going to be in the playoffs definitely I, I know a lot of people were like oh well that's it Golden State are going to be out of it now they're not and I agree with you I think that Steph could be MVP this season. He's definitely done it before. So, 
It's going to be fun. It is going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. It is going to be fun. Swish. Swish. Skates. Swish. That's what it's going to be. In like the first 30 seconds of the season. And everyone's going to go, oh, okay, that's how it's going to go. Mm. Yeah, we'll see. If every time we put swish, then hashtag Project Swish. Project Swish. Big shout out to Project Swish. Well, we shall see. Um, Right, so the... Only position that we've got to fill in our starting fives on both of our teams now is the powerful mm-hmm, position. Mm-hmm. Who you having? Who you having? I've got two people. You can't have two people. No, I've only got to have one. Um, I know which one I want to put in there, but it's a bit of a stretch whether you class him as a power forward because he's more of a small forward. Right. Um, I'll let you have him. Unless I don't like your choice and then you can't have him. Or unless we, I want him. We've just talked about him, um, and it's Kevin Durant. Oh, you can have KD. It's fine. KD, yeah. power forward. Oh, yeah, you can have that as a four. I can, t- I can tell you who my alternative choice was going to be, if you want, but you might pick them anyway, so... I've already picked it in my head. You can't read my mind. Not yet, anyway. Maybe not. We'll see. Do I have to ask why KD? No. <laughs> he's so good he's so good I mean and we realised the dude can play proper defence for his career he's you know, I don't know 27 points 7 rebounds 4 assists just he's an MVP he's won 2 finals MVPs he proved that without him the Golden State Warriors couldn't win the championship he will fit well into my team the only thing is, I'm unsure, based on who I've got at the moment. I think that they'll do all right. The other person might have locked down the middle a little bit better and covered for Dirk Nowitzki when he was outside, shooting three-pointers. But either way, I'm going to go for Kevin Durant, just because I think on the balance of things, he had more, he's got more skills than possibly the person who I was going to have instead. But I'm not going to name that person yet because you might pick them. I don't know. Well, the person I'm about to pick yeah. um, wouldn't be able to mark KD. But I, in in a world where we don't know who is playing on the other team, yeah, my pick at the power forward and my fifth pick in the NBA free draft of agency for the universe on the Weekside podcast is Tim Duncan because he's the greatest power forward to have ever played the game. Mr. Fundamental, he would fit perfectly in the team that I've constructed. You'd have Steph at one, Clay Thompson at two, LeBron James at three, Hakeem Olajuwon, dream shaking all over the place at number five, and Tim Duncan in power forward. Okay. And Timmy D is a standout defensive player. He is a great passer. He is unselfish in every respect and wants the team to win. And I think that with... The other players around him, that starting five would be brilliant. However, Tim can't can't guard KD. <laughs> Timmy can't guard KD. It would be an interesting match. I mean, you've got Steve Nash, Michael Jordan, Kawhi Leonard, Kevin Durant, and Dirk, who doesn't ever need his surname saying out loud. Dirk. He even has a move, the Dirk, which I now have in my 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 kit bag. I have to have in my kit bag basically put my knee in the way of anybody trying to block my shot but yeah 
Tim Duncan for me, my fifth my fifth pick. Can I ask one question? Mm. Everyone on my team so far, I would switch off or turn whatever I was doing, I would stop doing it to watch them play basketball. Can you honestly say that about Tim Duncan? No. But I'm constructing a team. I would okay. Yeah, I'd put Shaq in here. If we were gonna win, I'd put Shaq in instead of Hakeem. I would put Shaq in and I, and I, we would either shoot lots of threes or murder people by dunking on them. That's how we would play. The very definition of, of the way we play now. Shots at the hoop, shots at the hoop. Smashing rims together or hitting threes from half court. Okay. That would be our thing. But I've done that. I've done, you know what? I'm going to go for some creative picks. I'm going to think how these guys would, would gel, how they play together. I'd pay to watch that team. I wouldn't necessarily want to play. I want to stop everything I were doing to watch LeBron play. I don't actually enjoy watching LeBron play that much with the right team around him. I I appreciate the artistry. I think that the way he commands a team with an iron grip, he is Thanos, and he's got people who play well around him and people that just don't play well around him. Steph, I think, could play with anybody. Clay can play with anyone who will pass him the ball. And Clay can come off picks from Tim Duncan all day. And Hakeem can dream shake every day, all day, against everybody. And we'd be great. it would be great to watch. But I wouldn't necessarily watch LeBron James play. I wouldn't turn things off to watch LeBron James play. I would turn stuff off to watch Steph Curry. Yeah, I, I, I just I, I, I will always remember the utter shock at watching some of those games in the 2015-16 season where we all just went oh my god what what and and Steve Kerr there's a brilliant highlight where Steph is playing against the Clippers and Chris Paul and he is dribbling like like a Harlem Globetrotter around three or four Clippers to the point where he's facing away from his from the basket he's trying to shoot in Gets to the top of the key, turns around and hurls up a three. Steve Kerr from the the bench does what every good youth coach would do and goes, what are you doing? And then it goes in and he's like, oh, okay. And and in that singular moment, I think you could represent everybody's reaction in, in 2015, 2016 when Steph was destroying, he was breaking the game of basketball. He broke the game, broke it, like a cheat code. Um, so I would turn everything off to watch Steph and I would have made different picks. I would have made different picks if we were going favourite players to watch but I've built a team okay but I, I, I love your team too I actually think your team would win well it depends we haven't rounded our teams out yet so yeah who's coming off the bench let's do that let's do that before we run out of time okay let's um, not do any more film synopses no that's next week although I think you should do I think you should do Dirty Dancing what happens in Dirty Dancing Girl has to go to a camp type thing, doesn't really want to go, meets a dude, he can dance, she likes dancing, <laughs> they enter a dance competition, he lifts her up in the air, they win. So the film is a, it's a, it's a sporting story, according yes. to you. Yeah. It's an achievement story. Sounds about right. <laughs> I love sports films. <laughs> <laughs> okay, who's your first reserve? I need someone to keep that killer attitude up when Michael Jordan goes to the bench, so I'm going to go with someone who's 95% Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant. 
95% Kobe. Uh, sorry, 95% MJ. Yeah. Kobe's not 95% MJ. He is. Okay, fair he enough. Is. He is. He's the, he's the one player that I can think of has got this, pretty much the same mindset. Will come on with that second unit, keep everyone focused, bit of a killer. Not Maybe just hasn't got the slight execution that MJ had. but Has a really, really angry face. Oh, yeah, that he un- made he that made jutting your lower jaw out yeah. and looking a bit fierce. Yeah, less than silly. Look at my overbite. Look at my overbite. Um, but yeah, Kobe Bryant. Yeah, okay. I mean, I'm a closet Kobe fan. I'm I, a big Celtics fan. I've always loved Kobe. I I'm, mentioned him earlier. I get I get why you've picked Kobe. I'm not a closet Kobe fan. I'm a I'm a Kobe fan. God was awesome. It's the way it is. Okay, so I'm gonna go with Magic Johnson. Nice. Magic Johnson, the other MJ. Why? Well, coming off the bench, ability to run a team, score, pass, run a break, slow the game down, create a matchup nightmare. I think M- MJ, so Magic, Magic Johnson is is a good reserve to have. I can't believe I'm saying this. Magic Johnson's a good guy to coming to be coming off the bench. <laughs> I think he'd be great. He would. Uh, He'd give us an option as well that he could play at the one and he could play at the three. He could play a bit of four. Yep. Uh, I, I do remember that he could shoot. Later on in his career, he got better at shooting. With reps, I yes. think he'd be a good shooter. Yeah. So I think, yeah, Magic Johnson's my first reserve. Okay. Little story. I think I mentioned this to you earlier. There's somebody that I did want to put in my team and we were talking about people from... Uh, you could only pick people from after our year of birth. So we were both born in 1979, so we could only pick players that were drafted 1979 or onwards. So I thought to myself, Larry Bird. Larry Bird. I remember him and uh, Magic Johnson, they came into the league together. They both were rookies in that 79-80 season. But Larry Bird was actually drafted in 1978. And he went back to college for a year and made his... NBA debut a year after. So I can't have Larry Bird. So instead, I'm going to pick that player that I couldn't decide between Kevin Durant and him. He's another Kevin. It's Kevin Garnett. Oh, KG. Oh, I love KG. Might be one of my favourite players of all time. Well, the way that I see it was between... with I mean, this might combust horribly, but between Michael Jordan... Kobe Bryant and Kevin Garnett, the intensity on my team is going to be off the charts. It might cause self-combustion, but these guys are winners and they hate to lose and therefore, yes, they're on my team. That's a really good pick. I like that pick. He'll When he comes on, if he's playing alongside Dirk, Dirk's going to be able to go out to the three-point line because Kevin Garnett is going to hold things down inside. Mm-hmm. Speaking of inside, um, my first, my second reserve is going to be Shaquille O'Neal. Oh man! So um, he changed the game. People Unstoppable. Couldn't, couldn't stop him. Him, him, and Kobe were arguably uh, their relationship soured at a time where they could have done what the Warriors have done recently. They could have just kept going, kept going, and kept going, and kept evolving. And they would have won more championships together. If they hadn't fallen out, they mm. would have definitely won two, three more. And later in his career, became more of a complementary player, a piece that 
Never really got many teams over the hump. We got Dwayne Wade another championship at the Heat. Couldn't quite help LeBron. Loved it when he played for the Suns because he was just the big old cactus. What did he call? He's already called himself the yeah. big cactus. Um, cactus. So yeah, I'd pick Shaq as my second reserve. Plus, he's a lot of fun. We'd need we'd need new rims though because he'd just eat everybody on your team for breakfast. So yeah, I love I love Shaq. Always have done. So yeah, Shaq's my second reserve. And I'm going to go with my third reserve, and I have realised I've got no one, really, that can match up with Shaq. There um, isn't anyone, really. No. Name a Shaq stopper. Taco Fall. Taco. Taco Tuesday. <laughs> no, no, Taco Fall is not a key defensive stopper. No, it's not. There's no. no one that can stop Shaq, so you're right. Many a super tall person tried, and uh, Sean Bradley will attest to what happened to him. Uh, Shaq is too dominant. So yeah, who are you gonna? You can't react in. You can't pick and react. No, I'm not going to. This person was going in my team regardless. Um, and growing up, watching the Bulls, watching Michael Jordan, seeing all the awesome things that he did, gave me such an appreciation that he wouldn't have been able to do any of it without Scotty Pippen. And Scotty Pippen is my third reserve. I like Scotty. I've always liked Scotty. Can you imagine when? If on my team I play Scottie Pippen and Kawhi Leonard together as my wing players. Oh my god. It'd be amazing. I can't imagine that they enjoyed running around after Clay. But Probably okay. not. But either way, there's good if someone's gonna defend Clay Thompson, it's going to be either Kawhi Leonard or Scottie Pippen. Yeah, true. So yeah, that's mine. I like that. So my third reserve. Oh, I'm torn now. My third reserve. Do you know what? I'm going to go for someone that I really enjoyed watching play that won't necessarily strike a lot of people as a first choice in this kind of thing. But I'm going to go with Dwayne Wade. Right. Dwayne Wade and LeBron James is one of the greatest pairings we've ever seen. I agree. And you could argue Dwayne Wade was on not not peak Dwayne Wade. And... In a, in a year where we've seen players move from teams to create pairings, Dwayne Wade and LeBron James is is already up there as a great pairing. And, and he's a good player to play with. If you watch him over the last couple of seasons as he's slowed down, he's been good to play with. Those young players at the Heat, they've all benefited from his presence. So I'm going to have Dwayne Wade there for leadership. I'm going to have him there as someone that can spot LeBron James for a breather, come on for Clay if needs be, and be there in the crunch because he was clutch. Dwayne Wade was clutch. So, yeah, I'm going to pick Dwayne Wade. Reckless Dwayne Wade. I'd like Dwayne Wade pre-LeBron. Can I have him? Well, let's put it this way. Okay, take the best versions of them, but if we're playing a game of NBA Jam... Yeah, he's on fire! And you've got... LeBron off your team and Dwayne Wade and I've got Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen playing two on two who's winning? Ooh well Jordan and Pippen they played for much longer together for a start but Dwayne Wade D-Wade and LeBron they're buds that doesn't make them good uh, as good a pairing as, as Jordan and Pippen 
the first year that they were together on that Heat team that lost to the Mavs, they both wanted to be the man. Mm. And then mm. the year after, when they won it, Dwayne Wade realised and thought, I can't be the man and LeBron be the man. I'm going to take a step back. He's going to be the man and I'm going to do everything else. Yeah. And it and, worked. Yeah, and I think in any level of basketball, whether it's local league, national league in this country, BBL, the NBA, when players finally work out their role on a team and what they are there to do and can contribute so that the team wins, that's when you get great teams. If you've got lots of people who feel like they should be dominating and should be trying to score and should be doing everything, then it actually becomes worse than the sum of its parts. And Pippin knew. Pippin knew he wasn't as good as Mike. Pippin knew what his role was. But when Michael Jordan retired, Pippin... We realised how good Scotty Pippen yeah, was. We, we all realised how good he was. Didn't he yeah. become like a front runner for MVP at yeah, Portland? Yeah. Um, no, not Portland. Oh. But that, that year after Jordan retired, he was a front runner for MVP. Yeah. Scotty Pippen was was amazing, absolutely amazing. Everyone talks about how great Michael Jordan was. How many championships did Michael Jordan win? NBA championships without Scotty Pippen? <laughs> yeah, it's a very good point. Zero, yeah. nada, zip. So okay, cool. Go on then, mate. So we're on to uh, female player. My female player, she is an absolute badass and I love watching her play. Diana Taurasi. Damn you. Damn you in your your first pick. <laughs> I don't know whether I've said her name right. Taurasi. Diana Taurasi. Diana, Let's just call her Diana because she's... Absolutely awesome. Diana, get in touch. Let us know. I know you're listening. She's one of the other 15 people who listen to yeah, the podcast. It. So, Diana, yeah, thanks very much for listening. Uh, I hope Phil pronounced your name correctly. But she's just great. I, I really enjoy watching her. Right? She, she is, she's clutch. Yeah. Girl can play. She is. I, she's I, an I, assassin. I, just, I, yeah. I love watching the NBA, WNBA anyway, but... I also love watching Diana Taurasi play because she has that killer mentality. She's intense. She's a winner. She's clutch. So many, so many big shots in her yeah. career. I just love watching how she plays. It's awesome. I love Diana. She's great. Well, which means that that only leaves me with my second favourite female player, and it's Becky Hammond. Nice choice. Current assistant coach at the Spurs. Um, just as intense as Diana Taurasi. For me, it was a toss-up between the two. I couldn't decide whether or not I wanted someone that would be able to control the, the game a little bit more. I don't think Diana doesn't play uh, as a point guard. Becky does. Becky actually went to play for Russia, didn't she? Becky Hammond? She played for Russia in one of the Olympics, yeah. I, I would pick Becky uh, if I can't have Diana Taurasi. I mean, honourable mention to Sue Bird. See, I like I, I thought about Sue Bird. I thought about Maya Moore. I thought about Lisa Leslie. Mm. I thought about um, Cynthia Cooper and Cheryl Swoops from the early WNBA days. The person who was second to, to Diana Taurasi, if you'd have picked her, was Eleanor Della Don. Oh! Of the Washington Mystics. She's incredible. And consistent. And tall. Yeah. Really tall. Really tall. Although, she's, dwarf, she's not taco full. No. Taco nah, Tuesday. That's, <laughs> that's going to kill us. I'm not doing that anymore. Okay, cool. 
All right, so then you've got your wild card. Who's your, who's your wild card that's not played in the NBA that should be on your team? Um, this is totally sentimental, but you might remember this player. Tony Dorsey. Tony Dorsey? Ex-Birmingham Bullets in the BBL, Tony Dorsey. Oh, yeah. Whoa. That was around the time when people were wearing Reebok pump yeah. hexalites. Everyone on the... Black Birm- top hexalites, Everyone yeah. on the Birmingham Bullets back in 94, 95 were wearing Reebok. Reebok pumps, yeah, hexalites. Love Reebok pumps. Um, but yeah, he's my, he's my wild card because I remember 96, great year 96, first girlfriend. Congratulations. Thanks. Can we have the synopsis for that? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. It's not a family podcast, but it is about basketball. Yeah. So let's just... <laughs> but um, Jordan had come back first year in um, back in the league, led the ball to 72-10-1, and 10 and, won, and the Birmingham Bullets had Tony Dorsey, who led the league in scoring 28 points a game, led the Bullets to the BBL Championship. 1996 was a vintage year. It was a vintage year. They were sponsored by Peugeot, I think. Yep. Uh, they were playing at the NIA NIA, in Birmingham which was one of the best arenas at the time it was on television it was just fantastic I will give a shout out though to Clive Allen big shout out big sky one one is I thought yeah Tony Dorsey is the one that we remember because he scored all the points but Clive you always got us a dunk a dunk every game loved it that was the reason to go to the NIA you were always going to see Clive Allen get you a dunk Clive, Clive is a local lad to us and uh, well-loved around here. So big shout-out to you, Big Sky. Hoping to get Clive on an interview, which would be I great. Know. I want to hear his thoughts on the OKC Thunder. Coached by Nick Nurse. Nick Nurse. There you go. Birmingham's own. Yeah, Nick Nurse. Um, so, uh, my wild card is me. <laughs> I never played in the NBA and I would love a chance to play with all these amazing players even if it was to come on, get my ass handed to me and just one open shot, just to give me one open shot, coach. I'm like Bill Murray in Space Jam. I I would just come on, ready, and then hobble off injured. I wouldn't be injured. I would just hobble off gracefully, having maybe taken one open shot. I think I'd fit well as well because I'm just as intense as these lot. I'm, I'm a competitor and I think that... Uh, me and Shaka get on like a house on fire. I think it'd be really good fun. I'm so glad that this isn't a video podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, right then. So yeah. I also think that me and Hakeem could swap moves. I've got some moves that Hakeem could use. I think uh, so. What, the getting injured move? Timmy, Timmy Duncan and I would just be... Yeah, I'm good at getting injured. Timmy, Timmy Duncan and I would just head nod. But like, yeah. Safe. Yes, mate. He's I'm, quiet, isn't he? I'm loving it. What a great wildcard choice. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I reckon I could pass to one of them. A good <laughs> pass. Entry pass into Hakeem or Shaq. Yeah, man, I'm in. Do you want to run down to the final teams? Yes, I do. Yeah, and I, okay. I think that the wildcard's going to make a huge difference, personally. I think so. Yeah. So, um, the teams are... Lee, at point guard, you picked Steph Curry. Yes, I did. And I picked Steve Nash. Shooting guard, you picked Clay Thompson. I picked Michael Jordan. Shooting small forward, you picked LeBron James. 
and I picked Kawhi Leonard. Power forward, you picked Tim Duncan, and I picked Kevin Durant. And at centre, you picked Hakeem Olajuwon, and I picked Dirk Nowitzki. They're good starting fives. People would pay to watch them play each other or play against other teams. So the reserves, uh, I picked Magic Johnson on the bench. It still feels really weird. Yeah. You picked Kobe Bryant. I then picked Shaquille O'Neal as another reserve, and you picked KG, Kevin Durant. Oh, Kevin Garnett. Oh, no, sorry, Kevin Garnett, KG. KG, Kevin Durant. Getting so used to talking about Kevin Durant. We are. That's what that is. And we're still going to be talking about him all season, even though he won't pick up a basketball. (laughs) Third in reserves, I picked Dwayne Wade, and you you picked Scotty Pippen, which I still think Scotty's probably the dark horse for the better... The bet, the best reserve pick there, actually. Uh, is he going to stop Shaq though? Well, no one stops Shaq. Yeah, uh, in the female category, I picked Becky Hammond, and you picked Diana Taurasi. I think we both believe that Diana Taurasi was the one that we really wanted for either of our teams. But Becky Hammond's a good second choice. That's good. Uh, the wild card, uh, I picked myself, and you picked Tony Dorsey from the Birmingham Bullets in the nineties. Um, I don't need to say anything else about those two other than Tony's a legend, and that I would uh, be the difference. So yeah, that was a good exercise. I enjoyed doing that. Um, if you guys have got your own thoughts on uh, our picks, I mean, I've got to admit, mine's probably hap, hap, what are they called, haphazard, and all over the place, but I've picked players I enjoyed watching play. Phil has thought much more about which ones he wanted to pick. He has a piece of paper here. A piece of paper here, which has lines and lines of code but it's actually all the stats for the players that he's picked, bless him. So, big props to Phil. Thanks, mate, for bringing all that stuff in. Basketballreference.com. He is. Stato. Uh, so, yeah, if you guys have got better picks or thoughts on the picks that we've we've made, find us on Instagram. We're also on Twitter, uh, the Weekside Podcast. And uh, it's been great to do this, mate. Have you enjoyed yourself? I have. I enjoy it every week. It's good, isn't it? I'm yeah. enjoying this. Uh, if you haven't subscribed already, you should. Wherever you get your podcasts, whether that's Apple, Spotify, The Shop, find down the back of the sofa, wherever it is you get your podcasts, you subscribe and definitely leave us a review. Five stars, please, because nobody likes a four-star review. Make sure you listen to Lee's interview with Kofi Josephs. The only thing I will say about that interview is you didn't mention the 1984 NBA draft. As being one of the really good ones. If not the best. Who was in that? Quickly, go. Come on, Stato. Team, Jordan, Barkley, John Stockton, Sam Perkins. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Sam. Uh, so, yeah, if uh, if you like our choices, let us know. If you don't, let us know. But either way, you, sub- you should subscribe. And you've been listening to the Weekside Podcast with me, Lee, and him, Phil. And thanks for listening and we'll see you next time, probably in a week or so, depending on when we can fit it in because life happens, yeah? See you soon, guys. Thanks, guys.